Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 382. What is thy birthright, man, child of the perfect one? What is thy father's plan for his beloved son? Hymn number 382. morning will be given in person by Janet from Georgia. Psalms. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works, which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to usward. They cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart, I have declared my faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. Withhold not thou thy tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness and thy truth continually preserve me. Let all those seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Let such as love thy salvation say continually, The Lord he be magnified. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook.
our Father, which art in heaven. Our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give, Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. <clears throat> Let's now sing hymn number 324. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments and my days, let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love. Hymn number 324.
Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion. And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And it will also be on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 a.m. And that Sunday school has its own teleconference number so that any child anywhere can attend by telephone. And in fact, many of our Sunday school students do attend by telephone. So if you don't live in the area and you have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll be happy to give you the number, and we'll be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting that meets every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And we have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all of our services, so... You can bring everybody if you want. And now something everybody has been waiting for, the next Bible study class will be this coming Saturday, March 12, at 10 a.m. Saturday morning. So the Bible study questions have been on the website, so take a look and uh, please join us this coming Saturday at 10 a.m. You'll be happy that you did. And we've been busy printing and mailing the uh, February newsletter and the forum highlights latest edition has been printed and mailed this week. So if you are a subscriber and if you haven't received them yet, don't worry, they're going to arrive any day now. <laughs> There's a really good short article that I, that's featured on our English website that I'd like to point out, entitled, The Man of Integrity, excerpt from writings by Mary Baker Eddy. Um, just really good. And for those of you who want even more reading, uh, I want to remind you that the Dixon Letter is available on our website. And even though it was written a long time ago, it uh, sheds a tremendous amount of light on what is going on in the world today. The Dixon Letter. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony from Miscellaneous Writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Elsie from Alabama. Page 450. I take advantage of the great privilege granted us to give my testimony for Christian Science through the pages of our much-loved journal. The blessing has been so bountiful that words can but poorly express my gratitude. A little over six years ago, a relative came from Denver, Colorado to visit us. She was a Christian scientist, having herself been healed of a severe claim that medical doctors, drugs, and the climate could not relieve. And her husband, having been in the drug business, she had had a chance to give them a fair trial. My sister-in-law did not talk much on the subject, as I remember. But what was better lived the truth before us as she realized it. One day, a blessed day to me, I ventured to open Science and Health and read the first sentence in the preface. I closed the book wondering what more it could contain, this seeming to cover the whole ground. 
When my sister-in-law returned to the room, I asked her if I might read it. Her reply was yes, but begin at the beat first. That night, after I had retired, I began to read. Within 48 hours, I destroyed all drugs, applications, and etc., notwithstanding the fact that my husband had just paid $50 to a traveling specialist for part of a treatment. With the drugs disappeared ailments of nine years standing with medical doctors had failed to relieve. I now understand that my sudden healing was due to my turning completely away from material methods for I was convinced I should never use them again. I realized that God was my help, my strength, my life, therefore all. As I read Science and Health, I wondered why others had not discerned this truth. Physicians and ministers and others who had devoted their lives to benefit mankind. Yes, why? Because they had been seeking in the opposite direction to truth, namely, for cause and effect in matter, when all cause and effect are mental. I mention physicians and ministers because one class claims to heal disease and the other claims to heal sin. But Christian science heals physically and morally. It contains all. Its leaves are for the healing of the nations. LBA, Memphis, Tennessee. The lesson sermon for today can be found on page 20 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Man. The Golden Text, Psalms. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. The responsive reading is from Isaiah. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Be behold, all they that work incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them, and shalt not find them, even them that contended with thee. They that war against thee shall be as nothing, and as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will When the poor and needy seek water, and there is none, and their tongue faileth for thirst, I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers in high places, and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water, and the dry land springs of water. That they may see and know, and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord hath done this, and the Holy One of Israel hath created it. Bruce will now read.
I will read from the Bible. Daniel. O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be unto thee. Be strong, yea, be strong. Psalms. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Second Chronicles Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and entered into Judah and encamped against the fenced cities and thought to win them for himself. And when Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib was come and that he was purposed to fight against Jerusalem, he took counsel with his princes and his mighty men to stop the waters of the fountains which were without the city. And they did help him. And he set captains of war over the people and gathered them together to him in the street of the gate of the city and spake comfortably to them, saying, Be strong and courageous. Be not afraid nor dismayed for the king of Assyria, nor for all the multitude that is with him. For there be more with us than with him. With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people rested themselves upon the words of Hezekiah king of Judah. Then they cried with a loud voice in the Jews' speech under the people of Jerusalem that were on the wall, to affright them and to trouble them, that they might take the city. And for this cause Hezekiah the king and the prophet Isaiah the son of Amos prayed and cried to heaven. And the Lord sent an angel which cut off all the mighty men of valor and the leaders and captains in the camp of the king of Assyria. So he returned with shame of face to his own land. Psalms Be merciful unto me, O God. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God, I will praise his word. In God, 
I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Mark, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in Jordan. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus, moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched him, and saith unto him, I will. Be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him, and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. Luke, fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Philippians Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, 
Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Carol will now read. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. Christian scientific practice begins with Christ's keynote of harmony, Be Not Afraid. Japheth, Noah's son, a type of spiritual peace flowing from the understanding that God is the divine principle of all existence and that man is his idea, the child of his care. God fashions all things after his own likeness, life is reflected in existence, truth in truthfulness, God in goodness, which impart their own peace and permanence, love redolent with unselfishness, bathes all in beauty and light. Man, made in his likeness, possesses and reflects God's dominion over all the earth. Man and woman, as coexistent and eternal with God, forever reflect in glorified quality the infinite Father-Mother God. God made man in his own image to reflect the divine spirit. Continuing our definition of man, let us remember that harmonious and immortal man has existed forever and is always beyond and above the mortal illusion of any life, substance, and intelligence as existent in matter. This statement is based on fact, not fable. Man is incapable of sin, sickness, and death. The real man cannot depart from holiness, nor can God, by whom man is evolved, engender the capacity or freedom to sin. Sickness, sin, and death are not the fruits of life. They are inharmonies, which truth destroys. Perfection does not animate imperfection. Inasmuch as God is good and the fount of all being, he does not produce moral or physical deformity. Therefore, such deformity is not real, but is illusion, the mirage of error. Divine science reveals these grand facts. On their basis, Jesus demonstrated life, never fearing nor obeying error in any form. Fear never stopped being and its action. The blood, heart, lungs, brain, etc. have nothing to do with life God. Every function of the real man is governed by the divine mind. The human mind has no power to kill or to cure. 
and it has no control over God's man. The divine mind that made man maintains his own image and likeness. The human mind is opposed to God and must be put off, as St. Paul declares. All that really exists is the divine mind and its idea. And in this mind, the entire being is found harmonious and eternal. The straight and narrow way is to see and acknowledge this fact, yield to this power, and follow the leadings of truth. That mortal mind claims to govern every organ of the mortal body. We have overwhelming proof. But this so-called mind is a myth and must, by its own consent, yield to truth. It would wield the scepter of a monarch, but it is powerless. The immortal divine mind takes away all its supposed sovereignty and saves mortal mind from itself. The physical effects of fear illustrate its illusion. Gazing at a chained lion crouching for a spring should not terrify a man. The body is affected only with the belief of disease produced by a so-called mind ignorant of the truth which chains disease. Nothing but the power of truth can prevent the fear of error and prove man's dominion over error. Nothing is more disheartening than to believe that there is a power opposed to God or good, and that God endows this opposing power with strength to be used against himself, against life, health, harmony. Every law of matter or the body, supposed to govern man, is rendered null and void by the law of life, God. Ignorant of our God-given rights, we submit to unjust decrees, and the bias of education enforces this slavery. Be no more willing to suffer the illusion that you are sick or that some disease is developing in the system, then you are to yield to a sinful temptation on the ground that sin has its necessities. When infringing some supposed law, you say that there is danger. This fear is the danger and induces the physical effects. We cannot, in reality, suffer from breaking anything except a moral or spiritual law. The so-called laws of mortal belief are destroyed by the understanding that soul is immortal, and that mortal mind cannot legislate the times, periods, and types of disease with which mortals die. God is the lawmaker, but he is not the author of barbarous codes. In infinite life and love, there is no sickness, sin, nor death. And the scriptures declare that we live, move, and have our being in the infinite God. <clears throat> Consciousness constructs a better body when faith in matter has been conquered. Correct material belief by spiritual understanding, and spirit will form you anew. You will never fear again except to offend God, and you will never believe that heart or any portion of the body can destroy you. When the first symptoms of disease appear, dispute the testimony of the material senses with divine science. 
Let your higher sense of justice destroy the false process of mortal opinions which you name law, and then you will not be confined to a sick room, nor laid upon a bed of suffering in payment of the last farthing, the last penalty demanded by error. Agree with thine adversary quickly, whilst thou art in the way with him. Suffer no claim of sin or sickness to grow upon the thought. Meet the incipient stages of disease with as powerful mental opposition as a legislator would employ to defeat the passage of an inhuman law. Rise in the conscious strength of the spirit of truth to overthrow the plea of mortal mind, alias matter, arrayed against the supremacy of spirit. Blot out the images of mortal thought and its beliefs in sickness and sin. Let neither fear nor doubt overshadow your clear sense and calm trust that the recognition of life harmonious as life eternally is can destroy any painful sense of or belief in that which life is not. Let Christian science, instead of corporeal sense, support your understanding of being, and this understanding will supplant error with truth, replace mortality with immortality, and silence discord with harmony. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. This truth is Christian science. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. We will now sing hymn number 161. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. It matters not what be thy lot, so love doth guide. For storm or shine, pure peace is thine, whate'er be tied. Hymn number 161.
Let us now sing hymn number 326. The Christian warrior, see him stand in all the armor of his God. The spirit's sword is in his hand. His feet are with the gospel shod. Hymn number 326. from the Christian Science textbook. The scientific statement of being and the collective passages from 1 John, third chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and is infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be God the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because he knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. For we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that had this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Colossians. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual sounds, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Amen. 